Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at Whit Riverside. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, we've got a group down at the Briary School. We're down there every month. We're doing church in two spaces once a month. Uh, so we've got a team down there, Briary School uh, in Herne Bay. And what we're looking to do is just bring God's love to the community down there. So we're doing these family fun mornings. Now, our video link-ups have been a bit of a mixed blessing, I think. So I thought I'd just go for a still this morning. There's the team. <laughs> so they just sent that picture through a few moments ago. That's the team down there this morning. Uh, they're doing various activities with the families down there, just to really show God's love and bless and serve uh, that community and that school. So um, can we pray for them? Is that good? Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just pray blessing on the team, blessing on everybody who's down uh, at the Hub this morning. And all the activities, God, all the, uh, the chats, all the, the food and the fun, God, we just pray all that will point towards you. It will, it will show a people who've encountered your love, and it will reveal more of your love to the families and children down there, God. So we pray blessing on the team. Thank you for their, all their hard work, their early start, God, all they do. And uh, God, we just pray that um, the Herne Bay Hub will continue to extend your kingdom, continue to extend your love and your reach uh, through these coastlands. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're starting uh, a new series. Uh, it's called Everyday Spirituality. Everyday Spirituality. Back in the late 90s, now that's a long time ago for many of you, I know. Some of you may have not even been born, but hey. Back in the late 90s, I was getting ready to drive to London with Keeley. It was a Friday afternoon, and we were going to go down to uh, a conference in London. We were part of the Vineyard Church. We just planted a, a small vineyard church where we lived, and they put some training on uh, down in London. They got a team over from Chicago Vineyard. A guy called Steve Nicholson was the pastor there, and he, he brought a, a bunch of, uh, of sort of 20, 18 to 30 guys over to do some ministry, some training and teaching. So we were all set to go down to London that afternoon. And then we had what always happens, we had an argument. Anybody have any arguments? Yes. Can't remember what on earth it was about. Probably something extremely small and menial. Probably me getting stressed that we weren't leaving on time to miss the rush hour traffic. But we had an argument. We fell out. And um, ever had those arguments where you get really stuck? And you start to stew over the smallest thing, you know. And for some reason, we couldn't reconcile this argument. But the problem was, we weren't driving down to London on our own. We were taking a couple with us. And we were already running late. So we jumped in the car, still, we jumped in the car, and we went and picked this couple up, and we had to drive the two and a half hours down to London, pretending that everything was fine between us. Anyone done that? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, making pleasantries and cutting eyes at each other and making pleasantries. And, uh, yeah, so all the way down, we had no opportunity to sort out this disagreement, this argument, and I was steaming. I can't remember why, but I was really... You know, frustrated, you know. I was in a righteous anger. <laughs> and, I'm sure, and I'm sure some of you men have been there, um, you know. And uh, we arrived at this school in uh, south-west London and we jumped out the car and we went in and the worship had already started. And um, 
And so I went straight in for the hands in the air like you don't care. Uh, I was going to connect with God, you know, whatever. You know, we, let's just, you know, get back to the important stuff. I, I compartmentalised my argument with Keely. You know, God's in one box. My relationship with is in another box. I can sort that out later. You know, let's just worship. You know, let's just worship. Let's go full on charismatic. Let's really connect with the Lord. I was playing a dangerous game. When the worship finished, and I'd had a fantastic time with the Lord, you know. Anybody done that? Compartmentalised their life? The pastor from Chicago, Steve, he invited his, uh, his team up to, um, to give some words, basically. Maybe they'd have some words to encourage people. They didn't know anybody in the room. And it's always a bit more exciting when somebody you don't know can kind of give you a word. And uh, so they came up and they all stood there and we all sort of were sitting there waiting for what was going to happen. And um, the first guy up looked straight at me. And then he asked me my name. And I thought, this is only gonna, either going to be great or it's going to be really bad. So I said, yeah, it's uh, Simon. Uh, and he said, Simon. He said, I see you with a large basket. And the basket is full of beautiful flowers. I'm thinking, this is, this is going well. And um, these flowers all represent the way that God has blessed you and will bless you and, and some of the gifts he will give to you. I'm thinking, this is going really well. And uh, he said, but... I was like, oh. He said, there's one flower in your basket that is the most precious flower. And that is your wife. <laughs> And I felt the hairs on the back of my neck (laughs) go up. He said, your wife is the most precious flower in your basket, and you must care for her and give her special attention. (laughs) And at that point, I felt this javelin of conviction (laughs) pass straight through my chest. Now, no one saw the javelin, but I surely felt it. And I slowly turn and give a weak smile to Keely, who is smiling broadly <laughs> back at me. So that day I learned a really, really important lesson about spirituality, that God is utterly interested in the everyday. He's totally interested in the ordinary, in the normal, in the everyday. I went to that meeting wanting a charismatic spiritual experience and God said to me, sort your relationship out with your wife. That's the most important thing you need to do. Be reconciled to her. That's the most important thing you can do in terms of your spiritual walk. See, God is so interested in the everyday, in the normal, in the ordinary. And often we... We run around trying to have charismatic, miraculous experiences. And they are great, and they do, when they happen to us, then they can be fantastic. But most of what we do in spirituality is simply putting one foot in front of the other, in the normal and in the everyday. Brian McLaren, in his book, uh, Naked Spirituality, he says this. He says, I'm convinced that what matters most and is available to everyone is daily, ordinary, spiritual experience. Daily, ordinary, spiritual experience. You see, we have no control over charismatic encounters. 
We cannot guarantee, even if we get on a plane and we fly to where the latest revival is happening, we cannot guarantee when we walk into that meeting, we will have a charismatic experience. There is no guarantee of that happening. In fact, different people seem to have different levels of charismatic experiences. <coughs> I've spoken to people who've had lots. I've spoken to people who've had few. And I've spoken to many people who've had no kind of charismatic experience in their life whatsoever. And it's no, it's no measure on their spirituality. There doesn't seem to be any kind of rhyme or reason to, to it. So we have no control over that aspect of our spirituality. But what we do have control over is whether we make choices every day to connect with God. God said to me that day, you have a choice to make. You, can, you have control over whether or not you reconcile with Keely. That is the most important thing to focus on. And that's what God put his finger on for me that evening. Now, I've had a number of charismatic experiences over the years, but I've learned through pastoral ministry that most of what God calls you and I to is that simple putting one foot in front of the other on a daily basis. That's what spirituality is, working it out in the daily, in the ordinary, and in the normal. And so what we want to do with this series is, is try and look at how can we nurture that daily spiritual experience. How can we put things in place that will help us put one foot in front of the other with the Lord, with or without dramatic spiritual experiences? So that's what we're going to do over the next 12 weeks. We're going to explore everyday spirituality. How do we connect with God in the everyday and in the ordinary? Now, we're going to use Brian's book as a help, Naked Spirituality, and in his book he outlines... 12 simple spiritual practices that we're going to try and look at over the next 12 weeks to help us in our daily walk. And he uses 12 words in the book to act as reminders for us as we go throughout the day. And here's the list of the 12 words. Hear, oh, thanks, sorry, help, please, when, no, why, Behold, yes, and the last one represents silence. Okay? And each of these words we're going to use as a trigger to help us think about a spiritual practice that we can embed into our daily walk with God. Because so many things are clamoring for your attention, so many things are trying to grab your attention, and having a mechanism to help us remind us that God is present in the everyday is really important. Now, I am not an expert in any of these practices, okay? So we're going to go on this journey together, yeah? That's what we're going to do. We're going to go on this journey together, and we're going to try and imbibe some of these words into our daily walk. So week by week, we can practice one of these words and putting these into our daily habits and see what the effect is going to be. So we're going to go on this journey together, and see if it helps us become more conscious of God in the everyday. So let's unpack a little bit what each of these words means we're going to look at over the next 12 weeks. So here, this is all about practicing, presenting ourselves to God wherever we are. 
an awakening to God's presence. And we'll talk more about that today. It's our main focus for today's talk. So we're presenting ourselves to God and we're awakening to God's presence wherever we are, whatever we're doing. And then we've got O, and this is about the practice of worship. So letting worship become part of our daily walk, not just as a song experience together, but part of our daily, (coughs) everyday walk. And as we practice worship, we awaken to the beauty of God and the joy of God. And then, thanks. Just practice simply giving thanks to God in all things. And that helps us to awaken to the goodness of God in our lives. We become practiced in gratitude and appreciation. So those first three words are all about kind of waking our spirits up to the presence of God in the everyday. The next three words are all about spiritual strengthening. And the first one is sorry. And this is about bringing the practice of confession to God. And actually being strengthened through our failure. Strengthened through our failures because... Often we spend so much time mitigating against loss in our lives and, 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 and sort of glossing over failure. But actually having that as a habit is really important. Help. This is about practicing that petition to God, crying out to God in the midst of our situation, our circumstance. And actually that's strengthening us through our weakness. Recognising that we need God to work in our lives. Recognising our frailty. And then please, this is about practicing interceding on behalf of other people, crying out and being strengthened through empathy, growing in empathy, growing in compassion towards people around us. So awakening, the first three words, next three words, strengthening. The next three words are about surviving. We aren't taught much in churches about spiritual surviving, are we? We're actually normally taught that, you know, we're victorious in God and God sorts it all out and that's okay. But actually, we all go through very difficult circumstances in our lives, in our spiritual everyday. So the first word there, when, is about the practice of of being exasperated with God. Exasperated with God. When is God going to come through in this situation? And through that, we survive through the delay. We learn to survive. No, this is the practice of refusal. And this helps us survive through seasons of disillusionment, anger. And why? This is about the practice of lament, surviving through when we we feel like God has abandoned us completely. And the last three words are about spiritual deepening, Behold, this is the practice of meditation, of of, of spending time in stillness with God, reflecting and deepening through, see more of God in our lives. And then yes is the practice of surrender, fully submitting ourselves to God, consecration, deepening by connecting with the deeper things of God. And then last, silence, the practice of rest, and just deepening by being still and present with the Lord. 
So these are the, the 12 words and 12 topics we're going to cover over the next 12 weeks. And our spiritual lives are seasonal. We pass through different seasons at different times. We said these first three words, well, they can be really also associated with simplicity. Simplicity. There are seasons in our life when our spirituality seems very simple. Maybe when you first came to Jesus, it was very simple. It was very, you know, uh, everything was very plain. I remember when I first came to Christ, it just seemed to be all so simple and so straightforward. And, and, uh, and that brings with it a season of joy and expectation. Clear, simple rules, clear, simple answers, clear, simple truths. But at this point, often our faith is untested. And then our lives start to get complex, don't they? The complexity of life layers in on our faith. And the next season we can find ourselves in seasons of complexity. This is when our, our simple faith refuses to comply with our reality. The two just don't sit together as easily anymore. And also we, we learn to find out how flaky we are how we make mistakes, how we fail, how we begin to acknowledge our own personal weaknesses, our own limitations. Life gets complicated. We learn to empathise others in, in their pain and their suffering. And out of complexity sometimes can come seasons of perplexity. If in simplicity we are sort of simply happy with God, in complexity we struggle with God, in perplexity... Life is more a battle. Can we actually win this game or not? We're struggling for survival in the season that we're going through. And maybe our faith that was very tightly bolted together in the early days starts to loosen a bit, starts to expand and change a bit. Because perplexity is a great season for honesty. For honesty. How does this thing really work on the ground. And we start digging deeper into our faith in the midst of our angst. If we can push beyond perplexity, then we will come into a season of harmony. A season of harmony. Brian McLaren writes this, if in stage one we knew that everything was knowable, in stage two... We knew that everything was doable. And in stage three, we knew that everything was relative. Now we in some way come to know that everything is beautiful in its time. We can finally begin to accept that all our knowing, past and present, is partial. And where from here? Is this the pinnacle? Have we now arrived? As you might expect, this season of harmony opens into a new season of simplicity. And we go around this spiral. This new second-hand simplicity eventually matures into a new season of higher complexity, and so on, in an ascending spiral of growth and discovery that continues as long as life itself. Far from feeling we have finally arrived, in stage four we finally begin to understand that arrival has never been the point. So we go around these stages again and again and again, in our lives, we go through these seasons of simplicity, complexity, perplexity, and harmony. 
As I talk about these days, you might want to think about seasons in your life when you've been around these different seasons and you've come out with a deeper spirituality or a deeper understanding of who God is. We can think of them like spring, summer, autumn and winter, like the seasons that we go through on the planet. You pass through these seasons over and over again. This often isn't talked about in church. It's like you come to Christ, things are sorted, it's simple. But actually in reality, what we live out are complex and perplexing lives. We don't often talk about that, do we? We don't often talk about the perplexities that we're struggling with or the complexity we're finding in our faith. Because we don't want to loosen the bolts too much in case the whole thing falls apart. But in reality, these are the seasons we all pass through time and time and time again in everyday spirituality. And every time we go through them, the spiral widens and our communion with God deepens. That's the truth of our walk with Jesus. And Brian says eventually we become like an elderly couple bound together through life, holding hands through joy and adversity. Or two old friends in a tiny fishing boat who keep bumping into each other and laughing. That's where this journey takes us with the Lord. We get so natural with God. We get so used to God in everything. We encounter God in all the different aspects of life. We become like these deep, deep friends in deep communion. That's the goal of everyday spirituality. Let's look at our our first word here. The Bishop Anthony Bloom said this, you will find stability at the moment when you discover that God is everywhere and that you do not need to seek God elsewhere, that God is here. And if you do not find God here, it is useless to go and search elsewhere because it is not God that is absent from us. It is we who are absent from God. So the bishop is saying that if God is really God, then he is present wherever we are whatever our situation, whatever our circumstance. And the word here is just simply to act as a reminder to you and me that God is here. And we are here. And we are present in this moment in space and time. There's an old theological term called invocation. And it means to summon yourself to be present. To summon your spirit to be present here, with God. We've sang a song this morning, wake up my soul, don't you get shy on me. That's invocation. I didn't choose the song, so well done team. Um, That's invocation. Speaking to our spirits, speaking to our soul, wake up, I'm calling to you to be present in the now, in the moment. Invocation. And we're summoning ourselves to be present before God, in the here, wherever We are. And that can really help us in everyday spirituality. Because I am here at this point in my story. I can't be anywhere else. I am here at this point in my story. You are here at this point in your story. Whatever age you are, whatever stage of life you are in, you are here at this point in your story. 
You're at a unique point in history. You are here at this specific geography, in this, this place, at this time. And that can be if you're in this building, if you're on a hill, if you're out at sea, if you're driving your car, if you're at work, if you're at home, if you're in the middle of the most busiest place, you are there. And God is there with you. So you're also here in your unique situation, in your unique circumstance. You are here in your joy. You are here in your trouble. You are here in your predicament. You are here in your circumstance. You are fully present wherever you are. Maybe you're here in your sickness. Maybe you're here in your health. Maybe you're here on this boring Sunday morning. This lazy Sunday afternoon. You are here. And you're also here with yourself, with all your faults, with all your failings, with all your mistakes, with all your regrets, with all your dreams, with all your hopes, with all your problems, with all your embarrassments. You are here with all those things. And you're also here with all your whirring thoughts that are vying for your attention right now. You see, being here, being fully present, is much harder than it seems. We have become very good as people at being partially present anywhere. I guarantee most of you right now are partially present. Some part of you is elsewhere. You are thinking about other things. You are fantasizing about being in a different place. You are thinking about being in a different reality. You are partially present. You have distracted yourself. You have preoccupied yourself. Because it's much easier to be somewhere else than it is to be here. Wherever here is. And our phones have become the perfect way of being partially present. They're like little Machines that transport us to different realities at any point in time. Because it's really, really hard to be here, to be fully present. (coughs) And we find comfort in the fancy land of our own making, don't we? We're all tempted to be somewhere else all the time. But Jesus, our role model, was fully present in the here fully present in the moment. And so when we practice here, we come out of hiding. We show up. We become fully present in the space and time where we are. And we recognize that nearness to God is very close to nearness to God. When we fully show up, we can connect with God in that moment in that space, in that time. And by practicing here, it helps us to resist escapism, which is the plague of our society. Here helps us resist escapism. And it reminds us that God can be found right here, 
right now, in this moment, in this moment that I'm tempted to escape from, God can come and be present right here, right now, for me. A God who cannot be found right here is not really God. Amen? Either God can come fully into our here and now, or God isn't God. But that's often how we treat God. We choose where God is going to come and intersect with our lives. We choose the here's that we give to God. But actually, God wants to be here for you in all of your life. So when we practice here, we unplug from that as fantasy realm that we want to escape to. We unplug ourselves and we say, God, I want to bring the real me to the table today. Will you bring the real you? Can we commune in this moment? Here helps us to make room for God in the present. Whatever we're going through, whatever we're doing, it's a way of that invocation. It's a way of saying, God, I'm here. Will you be here? Remember back in the school registers, we say your name and you go, here, you know. So by saying here, we're saying, God, I'm present. I'm, I'm present. I've showed up. Will you, will you show up in this moment with me? Will you meet me in this moment? You see, the real presence of God is in the present. Yeah, the real presence of God is in the present. But yet we've taught ourselves that everything is always somewhere else, some other time, some other place that we're choosing to escape to. We're choosing that our mind, our minds wander to. But God's presence is in the present, is in the here. So there's a little prayer we can use to help us with this. Uh, a prayer of St. Francis. It's a very simple prayer. It just goes like this. Here I am, Lord. Here you are, Lord. Here we are together. Here I am, Lord. Here you are, Lord. Here we are together. And then we can pause and we can move from here to who? So at that point, we're inviting God to expand our understanding of who we are and who he is. Because part of practicing here is recognizing that any understanding we have of a supernatural God is only ever partial. Everyday spirituality is about going deeper with this incredibly huge God that we serve and worship. If you've got God in a box, then I suggest you take him out. Because he is much bigger and much broader and much deeper and much wider. So we move from here to who and we say, who am I, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Who are we together? This beautiful sense of deepening communion with the Father. Father, I'm present. Reveal more of yourself 
to me. Reveal more of who I am in you. Reveal more of this beautiful relationship that we now are in together. So I thought this morning we'd practice that. Okay? We're going to practice this together. We're going to practice being fully here and fully present. Okay? You happy to do that with me? So, if you're comfortable, close your eyes. Just take a few deep breaths. Just feel the weight of yourself in that chair. Just become aware of yourself. You're you're present, you're here in this space. Just connect with the fact that you're here this morning. (coughs) Now, Maybe think of that chair like God. Just imagine you're, you're letting your soul lean back into God this morning. Leaning back into the presence of God's love for you. Just practice being present for a few moments. You might want to hear in your imagination Father God calling out your name. (coughs) Calling out your name. So we're going to say the first part of that prayer together. Here I am, Lord. Here you are, Lord. Here we are together. And again. Here I am, Lord. Here you are, Lord. Here we are together. And let's just pause. Just meditate on those few lines. We're just encouraging our spirits to be present. do an exercise of your body as you're doing this, you might just clench your fists tight. And this can just symbolize sometimes how closed off we are to God in our daily walk. So you just clench those fists tight. And then when you feel ready, just, just open them. Just let them open to express openness to God. We open our hearts to God. We open our minds to God. Then we're going to pray the second part of this prayer. Who am I, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Who are we together? And again, who am I, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Who are we together? And just hold that space now. You're practicing being fully present. You're practicing being here. And now you're inviting God to expand your understanding of who you are in him, who he is.
and that beautiful relationship between you. At this point, God may give you a fresh revelation of his love. Like any exercise, the more you practice, the better you'll get. I can see a lot of you wriggling because you're struggling. You're struggling to be here, be present, but that's okay because we're all starting out on a journey together. We're all trying to call to our souls to be present, allowing ourselves the space to connect. And you can say these simple prayers on your, under your breath or in your mind or heart, wherever you are, whatever it is you're going through. Calling yourself to be present, calling God to be present with you. Maybe think about the word home now. Home. Can this be home to you? This space where you and God are together. Because home can be wherever you are with God. It can be wherever you practice here. That can feel like home. It can feel like a place of peace and safety and security. And that can be anywhere being at home with the Lord. Okay. How are we getting on? As I say, if you, to, these are habits to practice. And so what we're doing with this word here is helping us awaken ourselves, our spirits to be present. It can be anywhere this week. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you can practice here. And you can use things like this simple prayer to help you connect with God in that moment. And as we imbibe some of these simple practices then you will grow in spirituality in the everyday. And you, as we went through those different seasons, you might say, actually, for me, you know, I'm in, I'm in a season of complexity right now. Perhaps you're in a season of perplexity. Perhaps you feel you're in a season of harmony. You will go through those seasons over and over again as you journey through life. So the goal isn't to arrive, and the goal isn't to escape the season that you're in. The goal is to discover God in that season. And some of the things that we've talked about today are very challenging. But we're doing to deepen and grow in all these areas, even in areas like lament and exasperation. Because often we don't talk about them, we don't strengthen ourselves, but we will go through them because that's the nature of life. But by practicing something like here, we're bringing God into that situation. We're being very present. We're not trying to escape that season. So if you find yourself tempted this week just to escape, just to be partially present, call, call to your soul. Call to your soul and say, I want to be fully present wherever I am. Even if it's boring, even if it's difficult, whatever it is, 
Just say, to, I want to be fully present wherever I am. Because we have a model of Jesus who was that person, fully present wherever he was. And the power of being fully present may result in a conversation or a connection that would never have happened unless you were present. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside.